Bolts vs. Leafs game six. Spoiler alert. Toronto wins in overtime again at Amelie Arena. Congrats to the Maple Leafs and their fans. This was their first series win and their first time out of the first round since 2004. The Bolts have won three Stanley Cups since then. You would have thought that they won the Stanley Cup, though. You would have thought that there was a sale at Tim Hortons. You would have thought that it was raining maple syrup in downtown Toronto. You would have thought the temperature got above 80 degrees. It looked like they had invaded Buffalo. All jokes aside, congrats to the Maple Leafs for finally getting that monkey off their back. I just wish it wasn't against the Lightning. Game five saw Mikey Asimov still in the lineup for Tanner Janot and Michael Bunting back in the lineup after being suspended and then scratched for game five. But he's in the lineup for Justin Hole, who had been basically Toronto's scapegoat slash whipping boy all series long. Full disclaimer on this video, there will be complaining about the refs. It just got insane and I started to keep track very early in the game of all these missed calls. I don't need to hear it in the chat. Because what I'm about to say, this series was not decided by the refs. But they were awful, and it went both ways. First period, we have to start with some early missed calls. Stamkos tripped into the boards, no call. Hegel hooked, stick in the armpit, no call. Perbix cross-checked to the ice, no call. Uh, Early chance for Bogo, and there was a rebound chance on that opportunity. But no dice. Samsonov, I thought, was amazing in this game. Outplayed Vassy in this series. You have to say it if you look at the statistics. First penalty of the game was a Stamkos trip. Again, if you're going to call that trip, call some of this other stuff that happened in this game. Uh, Great job by the PK on killing that one off. Felt like the Lightning had the best opportunity on that power play. And that was a shorthanded opportunity with Belly and Killer. But... Too many moves, killer. Just put that puck on net. You had Belly coming at the goalie for a potential rebound, or your shots can go in. Look at the goal that Samsonov gave up in Game 5. Vassy did have a huge rebound save on a cross-crease pass. Samkos fails on a wraparound opportunity, and towards the end of the period, Cooch gets a high-sticking call. This was back in the first period when they were calling high-stickings, I guess. Lightning survived that power play. Second period, the Lightning get their chance on the power play. Good pressure, but no goals. There was a too many men on Toronto call. Missed. Hagel was taken down again. No call. Darren Pupa was in the house. Thought that might be good luck, but it wasn't because minutes later, Matthews scores Toronto's first goal of the game. Tampa Bay can't clear it out, and Matthews gets the one-timer, and he beat Vassie cleanly, it looked like, on this one. Killer had a wide-open chance in front of the net, but really just couldn't gather the puck, never really got a good shot on it. They continued to pressure, and then they did draw a trip, so they went on the power play, and on that power play, there were two face-offs in the zone for Lightning, one at the beginning of the power play, one later in the power play. Lightning lost both of those face-offs. Stamkos had two really good chances on that power play. One was a save, not a great shot, and then he rang one off the crossbar. So we get to the end of the second period, and it is one to nothing, Toronto. Cooper starts to mix up those lines. The blender is in full effect, but these are lines that we've seen earlier in the season because we know Cooper mixes it up throughout the season. Took him this long, 20 minutes away from being bounced from the playoffs to do anything this series. I think that was a mistake by Cooper. I thought he should have switched up lines earlier in this series when that first line wasn't as productive as we needed them to. But regardless, he started Stammer. Sorelli and Killer in the third period, and Stamco scores. Rebound goal. 
Didn't do enough for this that's this series. There were rebounds to be had, but the Lightning were not crashing the net to get those. But on this one, they did. Stamkos, the captain, does his job, ties it at 1-1. Vassy, huge rebound save at the other end. Tavares holding Sorelli's stick. No call. Sergachev turns over the puck in the Lightning zone. And Austin Matthews ends up with a perfect opportunity to make it 2-1, but he misses the net completely. Perry gets cross-checked later in this period. AC Monk gets tossed after the whistle. And then, this is the worst one. This is the only one that I would have liked to see call because there are three penalties that you call in the playoffs. One is too many men on the ice. Yeah, they did have a too many men on the ice that was missed. Second is hitting the puck over the glass, delay of game, penalties you have to call. The third one is high stick, if it's seen. This was a play where it was basically a one-on-one with Hagel. Not sure who the Detroit defender was. Hagel takes a high stick. You know all eyes are on that play, and I don't know how you missed that call. There was maybe 30 seconds left in the game. Maybe that's why, but those are the three calls you always call. I don't understand how you miss that Hagel high stick. So we go to overtime. The best chance for the Lightning was probably the last person they wanted with a good opportunity. That was Mikey Asamont. Gets a shot on net and then gets boarded into the boards shortly after that. But anyways, he does not score. So the Leafs come back later in the overtime period. Tavares goes for a skate all the way around the Lightning zone and turns around, puts a shot on net. It goes off Darren Radish's skate and in. Toronto wins game six. Huge celebration. They're out of the first round for the first time since 2004. How many goals did Toronto score like this? What I liked about that goal, and if you look at, I want to say, all three of Toronto's overtime goals, was they were just throwing the puck on net. The Lightning were in Toronto's zone quite a bit during that overtime period, but they were trying to get that perfect shot. They're not throwing pucks at the net like Toronto was doing. And all game, the passing was kind of off, and they were missing the net on a ton of shots. You also have to give a lot of credit to Toronto. They were blocking a lot of shots this game as well. Uh, Again, 29 shots blocked. That goes against the Lightning's just 19 shots blocked. So between missing the net completely, which I don't have the stat on, and between blocked shots... The Lightning had posted 32 shots, but if you add in shots that missed the net completely, let's say maybe another 15 more, plus the 29 blocked shots by the Maple Leafs, that is a lot of shots on net, but a lot of them never made it to the goaltender. Here's how tight this series was. If you just go through some of these top statistics, shots within 12 shots of each other, in six games. The faceoff advantage goes to the Leafs, but maybe only by 5%. It's kind of back and forth all series. Power play, special teams um, was pretty even. Six for 19 versus five for 19. The Lightning got more penalties, but that was because game two, that Lightning fourth line just kind of went off the rails. Hits was crazy how even it was. 277, 276. Can't get closer to that. Block shots, 138 Maple Leafs. Lightning 107. This could have been the difference. That was a lot of shots. Think about it. That's 138 shots that didn't make it to net. 
craziest part is giveaways. Toronto, 63 giveaways to the Bolts, 50. And Toronto still comes away with the series win. Sometimes hockey doesn't make much sense. I thought throughout most of this series, the Lightning outplayed the Maple Leafs. But there were certain segments, specifically in overtime, and also some during regulation, where the Maple Leafs made the Lightning pay for some of their mistakes and went on to win the series. Hockey's funny that way. Sometimes that's how it works. Again, you can go back to the Lightning the last three seasons, and you can see some calls that went their way, some lucky bounces that went their way. Just wasn't happening in this series. So why did the Lightning lose this series? Well, it's definitely a combination of things, but none are more relevant than what Cooper said in the postgame last night. It's you can't lose three games at home in overtime. Just can't happen. And there's a bad, bad trend in Tampa Bay going on, and it goes back to 2020, actually. And that's the Lightning's record in overtime playoff games. They have lost 10 of their last 11 playoff overtime hockey games. That is a sickening trend when you think about what could have happened. They could have won this series. Going back to last year versus Colorado, two overtime games they lost. They could have won that third straight cup. So the Lightning got to figure out what is happening to them in overtime. It's weird because it doesn't seem like a conditioning thing based on this year. They seem to play pretty well. I'd say better than Toronto in these playoff periods. Just didn't put any goals in the back of the net. Other than that, Vassy, statistically, worst goalie in the playoffs this season. So not a great playoff year for him. Point and Cooch were cooking all season long. Top scorers in the league. Zero points in game five and six. After a great game five, the third line just disappeared again this game. Um, but if you're going to go blame this whole series on one thing, it's got to be those three overtime losses in our barn. Two out of three of them were blown third period leads leading to overtime in Toronto wins. You got to give credit to the Bolts second line. That's Hagel, Sorelli, Killer, by far easily the best line of the playoffs for the Lightning. But they really needed line one. They really needed line three. They really needed all their lines to show up. There was just too many things that went wrong for the Lightning. So what now for the Bolts? Finally, a proper offseason. They get time off. If you go back, think about how much hockey these guys have played. Uh, make it to the Stanley Cup Finals three straight years is, is absolutely amazing. But even if you look at 2020, 2021, how these were kind of shortened seasons, shortened off seasons already, they played a lot of hockey. And it could be a wrap for guys like Killer, Perry, Bogo, Elliott, Maybe Maroon. I know Maroon and Bogo are under contract for next year, so they will probably be back. But um, I don't know where they fit on this roster. We've got to start to get some of these younger guys in. Alex Kalorn will by far be missed the most. A lot of people are saying that, hey, he might come back on a hometown discount. Why should he have to do that? He's had what was his best season statistically. He's getting older in age. This is his last chance to make some money in the NHL. So don't be surprised if you see Alex Kalorn go, um, and they will miss him a lot. I mean, think about how much the Lightning missed Andre Palat and Ryan McDonough in the playoffs. Palat went off in free agency. He could have stayed for, for a fraction of what he made. Killer's going to be the same way. Seeing a lot of people on social media, well, not a lot of people, seeing a couple people on social media talking about blowing it up, rebuild, franchise is over. 
it's not really how it works. There's, there's not, um, the lightning are not going to trade cooch. They're not going to trade Stamkos, headman. Um, first off, you have a solid core of eight players locked up for the next few years that any team would absolutely die for. So it's really about putting the right pieces around them, which JBB did really well in 2020 and 2021. We won back-to-back cups. So I'll come back in a few weeks. We'll talk about that core of eight and we'll break down the roster to see, you know, who's a restricted free agent, who's unrestricted and try to figure out kind of what the bolts should do to reload until then get to enjoy the playoffs this year uh, and enjoy an extended off season. I know the players will do it and we'll be back in October until then go bolts. Bolts.